this is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I don't know about the MLB, but baseball season starts for my boys this weekend, so I'm excited about that. But you know, this show is not about baseball, even though I sprinkle some sports and family life into it from time to time. We talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom, and how they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And there is a lot to talk about this week. There's no question. If you're not, if you're new to our show, you can listen to us live. That is through your radio broadcast on 1120 in the Central Texas area. We're at noon, but we're streaming live through Facebook right now. We usually we tape the show or we record. We're in the studio on Friday mornings, but we've got a busy Friday morning tomorrow for some meetings at the office. So we're here on Thursday instead going live through Facebook. But if you're hearing it on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're connecting with us, you can usually hear the first broadcast on radio on Saturdays. But we're here every week. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, I did okay in math in school. We believe this is our 200th show. The 200th episode are pretty close to the 200th episode of the Texas Values Report. I'm excited that that's almost four years that the Texas Values Report has been running continuously for um, through out these four years in the work we do. So that's very exciting. And I'll talk more about how you can keep us involved and keep us on the air as we roll into the second half of the show. But I want to go right into our guest today because I'm excited about, talk about things that are going on that are timely. There is a huge case that's going to be presented at the U.S. Supreme Court, and it is being a part of this case, and, and the representation and the effort is coming from the state of Texas. You know, we talk about things mainly on what happens in Texas, but there's always things that are happening across the country that are connected to the work we do in Texas and our friends and the work we do on faith, family, and freedom. And so our guest today is Mike Berry. He is the chief of staff for First Liberty Institute. First Liberty Institute is the largest nonprofit litigation firm across the country that focuses on restoring religious freedom. Mike Berry has been a friend for uh, quite a number of years in the work that we do. Many of y'all know I used to work with the group over there at First Liberty Institute. But let me tell you a little bit about Mike Berry. He is a military veteran. He served in the United States Marine Corps. He was deployed in Afghanistan in 2008 and from 09 to 2012. So he served our country honorably, continued to service at the United States Naval Academy as an adjunct professor of law and continues to be a reserve member of the Marine Corps Reserve. And he graduated from Texas A&M University and then went on to get his law degree at Ohio State University. Mike Berry, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. Well, look, we appreciate the work that you guys are doing at First Liberty. There's no question the value of your organization continues to grow. Huge case at the U.S. Supreme Court for this war memorial. You as a military veteran, and you don't have to be a military veteran to appreciate honoring our military veterans, but I'm sure it holds a little bit more of a special meeting. Tell us about this court case and the timing next week at the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, you know, this case actually starts back in 1925. And in 1925, right after the end of World War I, uh, there were some mothers from uh, a county called Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, and these mothers had lost their sons. There were 49 men from Prince George's County, Maryland, who uh, died after serving in World War I. And their mothers, uh, who no longer had their sons with them, decided to put their money together and their resources together, and they wanted to build a memorial to those 49 brave men. And they weren't able to, to, to do it all the way, and so they got some help from the American Legion, who helped them 
uh, you know, complete the construction of the memorial. That memorial still stands there today in Bladensburg, Maryland, which is just literally on the outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, I say that it still stands there today, but, you know, it may not be there for much longer, depending on what happens at the Supreme Court. Well, and I'm that's because. Yeah. Keep going. No, no, keep going. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say because uh, a couple of years ago, an organization called the American Humanist Association, that, that's an, an, an atheist organization headquartered in Washington, D.C., they decided that the fact that the, that, that the memorial that these mothers chose was the shape of a cross that was meant to, to symbolize what, you know, has become ubiquitous for those of us who've served in the military, and that's the, the grave markers that we see in battlefield cemeteries. And that was just the, the most common symbol that was used to memorialize the people who'd been killed in war. And so that's what they chose to use. Well, you know, 90-something years later, the American Humanist Association files a lawsuit and says, hey, this is in the shape of a cross. This is clearly a, a government establishment of religion, all right? Because now, uh, uh, over the years, the, the property actually got taken by the by the state of Maryland because uh, they had to expand the, the highway system to accommodate all the people that were moving into the Washington, D.C. metro area. And so they took that land by eminent domain, of all things, and, and now the American Legion is saying, well, it's government property. Government can't have a, a, a cross thing on their property. That's, you know, that violates separation of church and state. Long story short, this went through the trial court, through the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, and the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, one step below the U.S. Supreme Court, said uh, this is unconstitutional because uh, a, a, a random person passing by the memorial would somehow be offended by it and think that the government was establishing religion. Can you imagine that? Somebody driving by in their car on the highway would see this memorial to 49 brave men who died in World War I and would, and would be offended by that. And therefore, the, the, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals said it's got to it's be removed. It's unconstitutional. Well, uh, First Liberty represents the American Legion, and we said there's no way you're taking this, this Veterans Memorial down. And, and so we've taken this all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. So I'm talking with Mike Berry, Chief of Staff, the one of the top lawyers for First Liberty Institute, one of the largest religious liberty organizations in the state of Texas that litigates these cases. I'm showing a picture, if you're following us on Facebook Live, a picture of the Bladensburg Cross. We're listening to, to Mike Berry. He's on the line with us as we're streaming our radio program today, as we do weekly. Mike, look, I mean, look, let me just play this out, okay? So if, if the Supreme Court doesn't rule the right way, I mean, we're talking about a bulldozer, a crane. I mean, this thing has been here for 90 years. And, and people will say sometimes, oh, y'all are exaggerating. They're not going to bulldoze. I mean, I would imagine that's what's going to have to happen for them to take this cross down that's been there for 90 years. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jonathan. Actually, during the oral arguments at the Fourth Circuit, one of the judges was trying to figure out what should be done if we rule that it's unconstitutional. And the judge actually asked, you know, well, what if we just chop the arms off? You know, what if we just chop the arms off and desecrate, I mean, she didn't use this word, but I use this word, desecrate this, this you know, 90-plus-year-old veterans memorial, and you could hear an audible gasp from the courtroom. You know, because people are just like, wait, what, chop the arms off? You know, and, and, and oh my so goodness. You're, you're exactly right. That, that it would require a wrecking ball or a bulldozer, but, but here's the thing that people need to know, and, and this is where it strikes home to Texas. 
right? Because if the Supreme Court rules against the Bladensburg Veterans Memorial, that opens the door. That becomes the law of the land. It's no longer just limited to the Fourth Circuit. It becomes the law of the land, and the Veterans Memorials that we see all across the great state of Texas and really all across the country, they're now at risk. And No, no you're you know, exactly right. I mean, is, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that the, the real tragic irony is less than 10 miles away from Bladensburg is, guess what, Arlington National Cemetery. Arlington National Cemetery is government-owned property, and there are a number of large cross-shaped memorials in Arlington National Cemetery. The Canadian Cross of Sacrifice, the Argonne Cross. I mean, there's no reason why those would, no, would not be subject to bulldozers and wrecking balls, too, if the Supreme Court rules the wrong way. Well, it's a dangerous legal precedent if the U.S. Supreme Court does not do the right thing. We obviously have new justices on the court, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, Gorsuch. And so, but this is a very important case. Talk to us for just a minute, because I know your time is limited today, but the, the, the support that's coming for the cross, for maintaining status quo here and not having to bulldoze this war memorial down. Yeah, I mean, the support has been overwhelming. You know, the, um, uh, it, it, this case, the, the American Legion versus the American Humanist Association, if people want to look it up, it is considered the big blockbuster case of the term at the Supreme Court this year. Uh, it's going to be a packed house in there. There's going to be rallies outside. I'm sure there will be people protesting and whatnot. But here's the thing. There, there's a number of, of organizations, you know, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the uh, uh, retired military officers, Purple Heart recipients, Medal of Honor recipients. They all came out supporting this war. We had over 100 members of Congress, you know, uh, representatives and senators. Uh, we had governors from states, attorneys general, uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton joined a brief, all saying, every one of them saying, do not tear down this Veterans Memorial. Because if you tear this one down, then there's going to be bulldozers going, moving across the country to tear them down uh, city to city and town to town. And we cannot allow that to happen. Because if we tear down these memorials, how are we going to honor and remember those who've paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms? They died for our freedoms, and now we're having those freedoms stripped away. So we're, the, we're talking with Mike Berry, Chief of Staff for First Liberty Institute, that is fighting, representing the American Legion, supporting them, representing them to keep this Bladensburg Cross, this war memorial, from being taken down. This court is at the case is at the U.S. Supreme Court. It's going to be argued on Wednesday, February 27th. That is less than a week away. And you're right. I mean, this is going to be one of the marquee landmark rulings, decisions, cases before the U.S. Supreme Court this term. Uh, before we lose you, talk to us about the timing. A lot of times people don't realize how that works. The cases argued before the U.S. Supreme Court on Wednesday. And then what does the timing look like for the court to make a decision after that? Well, considering this is such a, uh, a hot button issue, and uh, it's going to get a lot of attention. And it really is, like you said, one of the big blockbuster marquee cases. I'm guessing it, it, we probably won't see a decision until one of the very, very last days of the term. So we're probably looking at, you know, May or June before we actually get a decision from the court. Well, OK, so tell our listeners how they can stay involved and update to this case. What's the website for First Liberty Institute for people to stay engaged on this issue? Just go to firstliberty.org. Uh, there's probably going to be some kind of pop-up immediately, you know, talking about Bladensburg since it is the big thing of the moment right now. Um, and you can learn about the history, the background. We actually have, like, many biographies of the 49 men 
who the, who the, the Veterans Memorial is there to, to memorialize. Uh, one of the neat things that people can learn, you know, when our troops fought in World War I, they fought in segregated units. You know, uh, African-Americans did not fight alongside uh, white Americans in World War I. But the names that are listed on the memorial, they're listed in alphabetical order. So although they fought in segregated units, this memorial is fully integrated in terms of, you know, recognizing all of them as, as being equal in terms of the sacrifice that they made. I mean, that's something that, that, that I don't think people should lose sight of uh, in this country. And that's what we're fighting for. Well, that's a tremendous legacy. And that's why we continue to be proud. And, you know, really, it's something that um, we consider a blessing to work alongside, to support, and to continue in good friendship with the work at First Liberty Institute. Uh, many of y'all know Kelly Shackelford from First Liberty Institute, serves on the board of Texas Values. We're proud of the work you guys are doing. And Mike, we're proud of your service as well. And we look forward to an update on what's going to happen at the U.S. Supreme Court on the Bladensburg Cross. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Well, God bless Mike Berry and his work in First Liberty Institute. I mean, it, it doesn't get any higher than this issue at the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, and we talk a lot about religious liberty, and a lot of that is focused on what's happening here in Texas. And, you know, we see issues that you would have thought would be resolved, right? Whether or not we can have a, a memorial in the shape of a cross, and now they're popping back up again. I mean, these memorials that have been there for decades, and all of a sudden they're being challenged when they were— uh, you know, undisturbed for quite some time. And so that's why you need to stay engaged with our friends at First Liberty at FirstLiberty.org. Okay, so let's bring it back home to Texas even more so. You can see on the back of my laptop, if you're looking at our stream on Facebook Live, we've got a huge announcement. I tipped this, I think, a little bit last week, but Alan West, Colonel Alan West, is going to be speaking at our Faith and Family Day. We will be talking about religious liberty issues. I guarantee you that. There's um, a lot of new legislative updates related to faith, family, and freedom that are coming up. March 13th is our Faith and Family Day. And so if you can see here on the back of my laptop, if you're listening somewhere, go to txvalues.org. Colonel Alan West served in the military. Speaking of military veterans, he served in Congress from the state of Florida, but now makes his home here in Texas. He is a tremendous author. He's a tremendous speaker. He also works with Texas Public Policy Foundation on trying to create innovative solutions on issues related to liberty and education. But he talked quite a bit on the issues of faith, family, and freedom and he's a tremendous supporter of the First Amendment. And so we're looking at having Colonel West speak at our Faith and Family Day. This event is free, okay? Uh, you know, to get to see Alan West for free, you'd be hard-pressed to find another opportunity to do that. Now, there is a $5 charge if you want our Chick-fil-A box lunch, okay? Because people need to get fed at the Capitol. We get that. I'm going to need to eat that day, too. Um, tell me the last time you went through Chick-fil-A for $5, okay? And, and got not only a sandwich— uh, you know, the side of fries um, and a cookie. Okay. It comes with a cookie. All right. I'm just shamelessly uh, marketing here, but a $5 lunch. So it actually costs us more. We're just that the $5 just helps us come close to covering some of our cost. But so uh, texasfaithandfamily.com is the website for the Faith and Family Day. That is an event that we're leading and helping run. So we've had a lot of people sign up since the Allen West announcement. Um, we want to make sure that you get to come and be a part of it. So tell your friends, bring buses. You know, um, there is sort of a limit to the amount of people that we can have come, but we're still only halfway there. So there's plenty of room. Don't worry about that yet. 
So don't think, oh, I can only bring a few people. Bring as many people as you want. We will find room. And we're going to have a big rally on the south steps of the Capitol. We need to have a strong presence. We need people visually to see that there's tremendous support for our issues. And sometimes the only way to do that is to show up in person and allow them to see that. That's March 13th at the Texas Capitol. We're going to be educating you on the issues of faith, family, and freedom and what's happening on legislation on those issues, how to meet with your elected representatives, how to get around the Capitol. You know, someone said to me a couple of years ago, um, can you go in the Capitol? Is it open to the public? I'm like, yes, it is. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, Some people have never been to the Capitol. You know, with the way security things are, measures are these days, a lot of people think that, you know, you might have to have some type of reservation or whatever, that there might be some real, you know, detailed process. There's not. I mean, they do have a metal detector, but it takes about five seconds to get through it. Okay, it's not like the airport. They move the people through quite quickly. And, and, you know, sometimes you have a few lines, but it's very minimal. And so, Yes, the Capitol is very public. It's very open. and But that's a part of having this event, the Faith and Family Day on March 13th, is to help people understand how accessible the Capitol is and how important it is for people to go to the Capitol, to meet with their House and Senate member, to tell them about the issues that they have of concern so we can continue to have more support for the things that we're working on and being challenged. Look, I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, this is our 200th episode. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we're live. We need financial support to continue to the work that we do, to keep this program going. I want to challenge you to make a donation right now if you never have. And I want to challenge you also to do a one-time gift or to continue uh, consider supporting us monthly. Here's the phone number. Okay, we have people in our office right now. 512-478-2220. 512-478-2220. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put that up on the screen in just a second. But the number is 512-478-2220. Make a donation right now. I mean, if you never have, this is a great way to support faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. We are the largest organization that focuses on these issues that's nonprofit. We are about, I believe, the best return on investment that you're going to find in the state of Texas. We have people at the Capitol right now working on these issues. We're the only faith and family organization that has people at the Capitol talking with elected officials every day. I mean, every day of the legislative session. I'm holding up the number right here. Oh, yep. 512-478-2220. Make a donation right now. Call us, 512-478-2220. Or you can go to our website, txvalues.org to contribute and support the work that we do. We are a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit organization, so the donations you make are tax deductible. That allows us to have this radio program. We have a a, a team now of about, I think we're at 10 people now that are part of the work we do. They go across the state. They're at the Capitol. We're involved in court cases, a whole lot of coverage. We were at a Texas prayer breakfast this morning um, saying hello to elected officials educating them on the issues that we're involved in. We have people on our staff that have master's degrees, law degrees, and are professionals when it comes to the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And if you've ever looked at a legislation or a piece of legislation or a bill, as we call it, there's sometimes can be a lot to sift through and a lot to see. So you, you, it really helps to have folks that are professional, if you will, that 
are able to understand what's going on, to able to understand the legislative process. Speaking of the legislative process, one of the things that you'll be supporting, if you make a donation right now, you can call in 512-478-2220. You can do that, or you can go to our website, txvalues.org, to support the work we're doing. We have something called the Texas Legislative Guide. Here's the phone number if you want to call in to donate to support the work we're doing. The Texas Legislative Guide is about an 80-page booklet that describes how the legislative process works, that uh, tells you where the offices are for elected officials, how to get in contact with them, how to um, write a letter, if you will, or an email. You know, we've got 40,000 emails go through our action system that allows people to get in contact with them to support religious liberty and suppose uh, ban the Bible bills. And so um, we have probably one of the most active action centers that you'll find. I'm going to put up here on the screen um, what the Texas Legislative Guide looks like. That's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks, and it's a free booklet that we offer free of charge so folks can get around the Capitol without us being there. I mean, look, we'll help you. We'll be there if we need to. But a lot of times people bring their own groups and they want to have a booklet. This booklet, there's a booklet like this that they sell. I think it's about 8 or $9 at the Texas Capitol. But we provide this as a free resource. And look, we'll give out thousands of them. I think we printed 5,000, if not more, last year. And that's a way to break down kind of people's uh, concern or their hesitation to get involved in the process because they don't understand how things work. We do, and we do understand how things work. And we've been producing this booklet for quite some time. And I don't think there's anybody else out there that's doing this other than the capital that does one that charges you eight or nine dollars. And ours does get into a little bit of detail about some of the issues that we're involved in. So you have some insight on that and a little bit about the things that our organization is doing. And so, um, all right, I'm getting a text message. Okay, I see what they're asking me for my staff. So if you want to support us, though, financially, you can call right now, 512-478-2220. 512-478-2220 is the number to make a tax-deductible donation right now or go to txvalues.org. You can see on the back of my laptop here, the Texas Faith and Family Day is on March 13th. That is, I believe, a Wednesday. We're going to have Senator Kelly Hancock, State Representative Matt Schaefer, I believe uh, Senator Bob Hall, a, a number of, of elected officials, including David B. Wright, Colonel Allen West. These are some of the most sought-after national speakers. They have an inspirational message on their work to deliver us and on our work on faith, family, and freedom. You're going to want to be there, and the event is free. As I mentioned before, if you want to eat lunch, it'll cost you $5, and that's a bargain because it's a Chick-fil-A box lunch. Okay, to get that for 5 bucks, we're cutting you a deal there as well. But we want to have hundreds of people there. If you want to charter a bus, bring them on. Okay, if you want to get a group together in a van or you want to walk over during lunch, if you're in the Central Texas area, you want to drive over or you work right around the Capitol, you want to come to the rally during lunch, we're going to start at 9 in the morning to educate people and then send them through the Capitol. And on, at noon, we're going to come back to the, to the south steps of the Capitol. Um, that's around 11th Street. And we're going to have a rally. We're going to hear from great speakers. And we're just going to get excited and motivated about the issues that we work on. You know, look, I am very excited about the work that we do. And I am very passionate about faith, family, and freedom because I've seen the impact it has when we have laws that reflect biblical values. You know, something that was taught to me in law school was that the law is a teacher. A lot of people 
based whether they do one thing or not, right or wrong, if you will, on what the law allows them to do. And so we can certainly say, oh, well, look, I'm not, I don't want to get involved in the legislative process. I just want to live my private life. But that's just not the reality of the way the government works. The government is taking a role in your life one way or another, whether you like it or not. That is the reality. So our view is if we're going to have policies that relate to issues of religious freedom, of liberty and things of that nature that relate to people's families, we should at least have policy that reflects those values or at least does not do harm to those values. Because there, there's really there's very few areas of our lives these days where there's not some touch of the government one way or another or that somebody's involved in the legislative process and they're trying to get the government to to decide or to punish you or to tell you what to do when it comes to your personal life. And so there is this active tug of war going on. And so we believe the best way to do is to engage in that arena and make sure that the policies do not harm the values that we do that that respect that and limit the government's role on some of those things. And so um, but I'm excited about it because we live in a state in a country where we're free to do that. We are free. You can literally walk in the office of your state Senate member and state House member and talk to the staff. And a lot of times that elected official directly. There, there's not a, a, a secret passcode. There's not a reservation you got to make ahead of time. There, it's not like up at the United States Capitol where it's a little bit more difficult and there's a whole host of buildings. I mean, it's all right inside the Capitol in one building. OK, and it's right here in the city of Austin. And so in and, and our legislature only meets every two years. This is the time to make a difference. As we say a lot of times, government belongs to those who show up. OK, and that's why our team is there every day at the Texas Capitol. But you can make a difference as well. Because I'm only in one district, okay, individually. But there are 150 House seats and 31 Senate seats. When those folks hear from people that live from their individual district, it's a stronger voice than my group and our group could be involved in, even though they've usually heard information from us as well. So keep that in mind. But your financial support helps us continue to be in a position to educate elected officials on these issues, to let them know what's going on. Speaking of religious liberty, a bill has been filed to have the words, in God we trust in our public schools. This is the national motto of our country. Uh, and for some, you know, look, we're hearing a lot more talk about that. People are asking what is, what's going on in public schools these days. And so we're, we're seeing these efforts and, and these questions come up. And so one thing that's happening at the Texas Capitol, a, a bill has been introduced to put the words, in God we trust somewhere in all of our public schools. It's on our money. It's on other buildings. And so I think that's something you'll see get a lot of attention. It reminds us of our national motto and the value of that. And so that's something we certainly support. One way you can support us supporting that effort is go to txvalues.org and make a tax-deductible donation today. You know, we've got more people doing our work under the banner of Texas Values than we ever have. And we want to keep that going. Your, your, the return on the investment is we're putting more people to work. We're put, having more people involved. There are multiple voices now for Texas values, not just Jonathan Signs. And thank goodness for that, okay, because they're only 24 hours in the day and I'm only one person. But continue to help support our work at txvalues.org or you can call 512-478-2220. That's going to wrap it up for this week. And, you know, we're going to be, I think, almost in March when we do the show next week. And so, but I'm excited. 
I believe this is our 200th episode. We're looking forward to 200 more. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.